This is Heavy Hog Football. On today's show, we talk about the game between the Washington Redskins and the Houston Texans. And what a turnaround it was from last week. It's been a long, long time since we heard this live with Aaron, Josh, and John. Just an update right now. It looks like the Giants are going to go to one and two as they're losing 35 to nothing at almost halftime. But Philadelphia, on the other hand, is winning 24 to three. Anyway, that game was huge, um, huge for momentum for us or for morale, I guess. Yeah. And unfortunately, unfortunately, I am up in the mountains where I did. Get the game. And, uh, so, with phone calls from Aaron and John to get based on the game, I was just placed in the car. Like, um, if you've got a septic tank in the greater Washington area, get yourself a bottle of Ritapoo. Ritapoo, dump it into your uh, toilet once a week. Keep your septic tank running clean and fresh. That's Ritapoo. R I D A Poo. So anyway, uh, <laughs> dad, daddy keep it. So, but that's other than that, and updates in the hotel room on either. Dude, you must be out in the sticks because you're cutting in and out like every word. Yeah, yeah, dude, yeah, dude. I am, and I'm gonna. So I'll, I'll cut it short. I might not make this whole podcast, but anyway, I'll do the best I can. But woohoo! <laughs> <laughs> well, dude, before we lose your signal on you. Uh, why don't you give us your uh, game balls and kicking the balls? <laughs> <laughs> well, like I said, you know, I didn't get to see the whole time of it, and I only heard bits and pieces. So, I mean, from what I understand, like sort of record, uh, NFL record, is that right? For like most uh, completed passes in a consecutively? Yeah, he's... it was uh, most most consecutive passes completed in the game. Yeah. yeah, dude, so, I, you know, after last week and us saying we're giving up on Brunel, I got to give a game ball to Mark Brunel for that. I mean, you know, that's a feat, you know, it, and it seemed like at the beginning of the game when what, what, what I was getting from it, there was, uh, you know, there was a lot of questions, is it going to suck again this week? But uh, then I guess it turned around. So I got an idea, maybe I just shouldn't watch the game any week, and that's what will happen. <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't know about that, but yeah, I was afraid at the beginning because it was like, oh crap. Here we go again. Here we go again. They had a three and out, and then that long pass to, uh, who was it that called it? Jackson, whoever, when no one was covering. Johnson, yeah. I couldn't even find someone to give a kick in the balls to because there's no one that looked like they were covering them at all. <laughs> That's very true. <laughs> But then after the that, guy was definitely their best receiver. He had a ton of receptions, like 11, 11 receptions. Oh man, man! Josh's dog sucked. Archuleta. Archuleta. Archuleta had a poor game, dude. Well, then there you go. That's my kick. <laughs> <laughs> so that might as well be your kick this week. <laughs> yeah, dude. No, but yeah, I got to give that. I got to give game balls. I mean, you know, I got to give a couple game balls. I mean, what? Clint Porter's had, what, two touchdowns? 
Yep. He had two touchdowns. touchdowns. He had that one big break where he went for I don't know how many yards, big long run, uh, where he took it down to, what, inside the 20 or something like that. Yeah, that was actually like officially it was a pass. I think it was a pitch. It was a shovel yeah. pass. Seventy-four yard play. Yeah, man. That, I mean, that's awesome. And then Betts took it in after that. So, you know, lots of game balls, I guess. But I'd have to give my main game ball to Mark Brunel today. I mean, uh, to have that many completions in a row and and to actually like you know throw a ball you know, semi deep or whatever, right? From what I understand, from what I heard, um, he threw he threw a laser down to a uh, David Patton. Who incidentally got a, uh, there was a face mask on the guy, the second guy that hit him, they didn't call it either. Shaked his head to one side. Mm. Wow. Didn't even get the incidental. Well, we'll talk about a little bit of that later once we finish our game and kicks. Yeah, so anyway, there's my game ball. Go ahead and give my kick to Adam Archuleta, and my kick will go to whoever else you guys think it needs to go to because I'm in an unfortunate situation this week. I think your other kick should go to yourself for not preparing to watch the game properly. Oh, oh, yeah. I was prepared. I was on the top of the mountain. I was doing the best I could here. And I got on, uh, I, brought, I went to redskins.com on my phone. I'm like trying to like load updates. I was trying to, I was trying to bring in, um, the, uh, the red radio or whatever on, uh, triple But, uh, it was real sketchy coming in on the phone also. So, uh, Anyway, doing the best we can today, but I'm just glad we won. Woohoo! Yeah, we definitely needed <laughs> that victory today. Yeah. Yeah. So. We needed that one. Go ahead. So, Aaron, so, uh, so do you want to do your kicking the balls and game balls now to start, or do you think we should save them for a little bit? Let's go ahead and do them. Let's go ahead and do them. All right, let's go ahead and do them. Yeah, all right. Um, so, who's your game ball going to? Um, I'm going to have to say for the second week running, my game ball is going to go to none other than number 66, <laughs> Derek Dockery, my most hated, loved player. <laughs> for Dockery, bowling dude, people over. That, remember Trey Johnson from the mid to late 90s, number 77? Most yeah. probably one of the, the biggest, most feared linemen. I think, in the NFL for at least a couple of years because he would just run people over like a Mack truck and just keep running, just keep running. I mean, he just destroyed people, and Dockery looked like that today. I've never seen him do that well. Like, he's been getting better and better. But, dude, <laughs> he was running over people. Aaron, do you want to describe that one? Dude, <laughs> he ran over the guy and, like, he ran over him so easily that he almost tripped, like, stepping on his head or something. He just pushed them down and kept going, like on top, running on top of them, going I mean, to block other just people. He pushed the land on his head and it to, to, to like crack open like a melon. He was blocking. So, dude, Aaron, does this mean you're going to trade in your Dre Johnson, your Johnson uh, for a soccer jersey now? Not yet, not yet. But I'll tell you what: uh, if you guys do see a number seventy-seven walking around the stadium, more than likely it's me because I think I'm the only person that wears it around there. Trey <laughs> Johnson was a bad man. And, yeah, uh, when I, unfortunately, also, I'm not a patient. Yeah, yeah, when it's time to eat, he's not a patient man. You say unfortunately, that his knees caught up to him and it ended his career a little early. But, uh, yeah, Dockery, Dockery looked fantastic out there. And I think he was, he and Thomas were the only linemen not to get penalties today. Um, uh, so he's going to get my game ball. Let's see, who's my kick going to go to? Um. <laughs> uh, I was gonna give mine to Archuleta too, cause he sucked. 
there's a few plays. There's that one where he came over there and he was the only one out in space that could make the tackle and he had him set up for like a three or four yard loss and he totally whiffed on it. He had a couple of those where he just totally whiffed on it. Completely. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, the, the announcers made a good point that he's, not, he's, he's been known to not be fantastic against the pass, but he's usually pretty good against the run coming in on blitzes and stuff, but, yeah, you know, I, I, I just, yeah, Aaron. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if it was him that got burnt on that one. Oh, I know who my other kick was going to go to, Carlos Rogers. Yeah. He gets yeah. at least one pass interference or eight defensive holding penalties in every game. And oh, like, yeah. if today's game was close, that penalty could have really, really hurt. It yeah, could have. That was a killer right there at the two yard line because he wouldn't turn his head around. Yeah, he just ran into the dude. You got to watch the ball, man. Yeah, that was all like 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 lower level double A college play right there. It was like turn your head around. Mm-hmm. Don't you agree, Josh? Uh, what was that? I think Josh said maybe he agrees. No, can you can you hear me, dude? Yeah, I can hear you. He wasn't celebrating the fortunate outcomes of his burntness again, was he? <laughs> he wasn't celebrating the unfortunate outcomes of his burnness. Uh No, he wasn't celebrating any. Any. Well, he, I'll tell you what. Clinton Portis coming back kicked some butt. Yeah. 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 yeah Clinton Portis. Yeah. I mean, he got everyone going on. And my, uh, you know, my, my game ball is going to go to Clinton Portis for coming back and coming back huge in this yeah. game. I almost gave it to Liddell Betts because he had the most rushing yards today, but a lot of that was in the. Uh, Let's grind down the time, you know, in the third and fourth quarter um, Dude, when they were really resting Clinton Porter's, you know. And, uh, I mean, Porter's had 78 yards receiving, including that 74-yarder. He had 86 yards on the ground. He had two touchdowns. Um, you know, he runs like a man possessed. But the best was perhaps that one at the end of the first half where they were trying to set up for the field goal, just running the draw. With like 12 seconds left, and he ended up running fantastic. the draw for... And he, he ended, just busted one little tackle, and he just juked another guy, and he was gone. 30 yards for a touchdown. 30 yards on what they were just trying to line up the middle of the field for a field goal. Yeah, and I think the coach of the uh, Texans said it best when he said, uh, in the uh, halftime interview, he said, we knew what they were going to do, we just couldn't stop it. About that play. Well, I don't know what he's talking about because if he knew what he was going to do, he would have had some men up in the box. He had them all spread out like they were uh-huh, running he had for them a pass. So if, if they knew what they were going to do and he didn't put the right defense in, maybe he shouldn't be the head coach. But anyway, who am I to say? Hey, dude, can you guys? Hear I can hear you. Yep. Okay. Well, because I was talking, but I don't think you can hear me. No. We can right now. Like the cloud must have lifted off the mountain for a second. <laughs> Yeah, and you know what, and you know what, guys. I, unfortunately, I got to run. I got this meeting I got to go to, and I hate to do. Um, but you feel free to like take sound bites of me from others, that Darren, and just plug them in where appropriate. Okay, can I use pictures of you, like the ones you email me and stuff? <laughs> uh, you might not want to put some of those on there. <laughs> <laughs> All right, dude. But anyway, dude. Hey, man, it's all, I'm glad that we won. It's awesome. I'll be back in full force uh, next week for the podcast. Woo! Yeah, All right, dude. And I'm gonna have the uh, the tickets on eBay in about an hour. All right, dude. Hail to the Redskins, Josh, and have fun at your meeting up there in Boone. Hail to the Redskins. If you guys see, we'll be back next week with us. You guys uh, have fun finishing up the pie. All um, right, dude. Go to Tweetsy for me, man. 
Tweet the Railroad. Okay. Oh, yeah. yeah. All right, bye. <laughs> See ya. Um, anyway, that was All Josh right. reporting live from uh, Boone with his take on the game. <laughs> <laughs> well, I tell you what, I mean, him not seeing the game is, is about the equivalent of John Madden and Al Michaels last night, last week calling the game. <laughs> I think he knew more about the game than those guys did. I think you're right. Yeah, so he did at least as good a job reporting about the game as they did. So anyway. Yeah. Anyway. We move but forward. Yeah, my, my game ball goes off to uh, Clinton Portis. Run, Clinton, run. Run, Clinton, run. And maybe Liddell Betts. I have to give another uh, one to Liddell Betts. Yeah, we'll give, give him a shout out too, definitely. Oh, and my, uh, my kick in the balls goes to none other than number 61, Reebok. <laughs> For holding on a run. Again. We're going to have to get Josh to put that graphic back up on the site. Dude, you held on a run. Man, Casey Reebok, what is up with you getting a holding call like every game? On a run. Always on a run. And what about the play where Jansen and Samuels got a holding call on the same play? Yeah, you know, those guys, I think they should get fined by Joe Bugle that, like $500 each for that play. And then use that money to, to buy the rest of the guy's food or something. Well, the two inside guys, two inside guys didn't have any penalties. Yeah, yeah, your, your new hated favorite dog and, uh, Thomas. In fact, he did they, pretty good. And, you know, uh, Fourier, uh, he didn't have a bad game. Cooley had a good game blocking. Yeah, Cooley had an awesome game blocking, man. And so did Santana Moss on that one touchdown run. He had a yeah. huge block out there. Everybody was throwing blocks. Everyone was throwing themselves around, doing great blocks. Um, I think one of the hardest hits in the game was from Sean Taylor, and the other hardest hit was, uh, I think, when they ran the out, ran in that touchdown, and those two Texan dudes ran into each other at the, like, four-yard line. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That was a loud one, too. Um, dude, we can't, we, we, we can't go forward without mentioning... Um, the penalty problem. Oh, yeah. That's something that I wanted to uh, bring up as well. What is up, dude? Especially, like, the holding calls and the defense. Yeah. But, absolutely. Um, the defense, I, you know, if they were making more plays and they weren't giving up, you know, 15 points to probably the worst team in football, mm-hmm. I wouldn't be as worried about a, a personal foul here and there. But, you know, they're giving up. They've lost two games, and they're giving up a lot of points per game. I don't know what the average is. You know, you can't. Those penalties have been killing us. And the only reason that they didn't kill us today, and the mistakes of that nature, is just because the Texans are so bad. Mm-hmm. Well, dude, look at look at the scores, though. You're talking about the points the defense has given up. The mm-hmm. first one was on blown coverage on a deep pass. Yeah. And the second one was basically blown coverage on a deep pass that resulted in pass interference, so I call that blown right. coverage. Yeah, absolutely. So that's our problem. If you take that away, I mean, our defense is playing as good as usual, and a lot of that is to the, contributed to the fact that Sean Springs is not playing. We need him back. We, we probably, need him back, and, and for those of you guys who don't know, he uh, it was looking like he might play until he, uh, he uh, I believe he pulled his groin on Wednesday, and so they've kept him out for that. That's the official reason this week. Uh, apparently his, his chest was going to be all right, or his abdomen, but he pulled his groin on the first day back, so I don't know if they were nursing him or what, but, man, he's got to get better. So hopefully he'll be back for the Jaguars because that game's going to be huge. If they can pull off that win, then we're back in business. Yeah, I was 
surprised to see the Jaguars fall to the Colts today. I thought they were actually going to be be able to beat them because the Colts' run defense is pretty pretty porous right now. I think. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But anyway, back to the Redskins. Well, beat, um, well, let the Jaguars get beat up by the Colts this week, so maybe they won't be in. You know, kill, kick the morale down a notch for next week's game. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, back to the Redskins. The whole penalty problem is really bothering me. Yeah. And, the, of course, uh, hopefully Sean Springs will help tremendously on the, uh, you know, on the defense. Because Carlos Rogers is on their top receiver right now. Yeah, he's not, he's not that caliber of a player yet. He's not, he's not a shut down, don't even throw it in his direction kind of person yet. He's not doing it. And he's not getting any help from Archuleta, that's for sure. Dude, Archuleta just sucks. Oh, I yeah, wanted to, I've, I've not been impressed. I wanted to mention that one play where, um, who was it? Who was it that got the interception in the end zone? Um, 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 wasn't it, wasn't it Kenny Wright? Yeah, yeah. Kenny, Kenny I think it Wright. It was surprisingly Kenny Wright. It's right this time. It's Kennelly, Kenny finally did something right. <laughs> made made the interception, and the funny thing was that Sean Taylor came in and like didn't even go for the ball. He just wanted to hit the dude that didn't catch it. He just hit the guy. Yeah, you're exactly right. He didn't even try to get the ball on the interception. I guess he knew he saw enough that Kenny Wright had a shot at it, and he just went right at the guy <laughs> for the Texans. He just hammered him, landed like right on his head on the on the ground. Mm-hmm. Sean Taylor's Taylor. a beast, man. He is a beast. That really is the best way to describe him there. He has been missing a few tackles where last year he would have made them, like in the open field. He made he missed a few today. On Ron Dane was just like breaking through some of those. He's a big old dude. Ron Dane was was playing like a man today. He really he really was, and I'm just glad that he uh, came up short since uh, you know plays for the other team. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to talk a little bit about the officiating. In this game, <laughs> okay. a couple of questionable calls. Um, for one, I'm sure all you guys that were watching saw that late hit on Portis out of bounds, and he got up and spun the ball in the face of the guy who hit him late. And so, of course, he's the one that got called. For, for taunting. For taunting. Unsportsmanlike, for taunting. Yeah. Now, as I always tell my middle school kids at work, when it comes to fights, the second person's always the one that gets caught. And what happened today, ladies and gentlemen, or boys and girls? Second person got caught. Or ladies, ladies and people. Ladies and people. And, and so I, I thought that was a little weak. Um, Brandon Lloyd had a touchdown in that game, as far as I'm concerned, because he caught that ball and no one touched him. Yeah. They only replayed it once. The Fox team, like the announcers are pretty good, actually, comparatively, but they must have only had six or seven cameras at the stadium because they'd only show a replay once or twice, and they didn't have any angles. Yeah, and... Uh... Yeah, he was not touched, and Sam Rosen was on there like, he was tapped down. I was like, no, he wasn't. No yeah, one touched no, him. No, he wasn't. Where did you see him get tapped down? The only thing that I think can, is, can happen is that they blew him da- dead because it looked kind of like he slid in on his own power to avoid the hit, kind of like a quarterback um, when they slide forward to give themselves right, up. Right. But I thought, that rule was, up. Yeah. I thought that rule was only for quarterbacks, though. Yeah, I think you're right. I think it is only for quarterbacks. Um, I think the referees just just blew that one because he was not down. That should have been a touchdown. Back to the officiating. Before I forget about it, John, we yeah. talked about this a little bit during the game. Um, this is my my take my, on the uh, instant replay or the reviewable replay. What do they call it? Instant replay review. I think 
that there should be another referee or a couple of referees up in the booth that watch the replay and make the decision on whether or not the play is overturned or whatnot. And my reason is because the dude on the field that's looking at it is already going to be biased towards himself because he's not going to want to say he was wrong. I agree. I agree. Um, and, you know, there is a person in the booth, a referee in the booth during the games, but they're the ones that make the call in the last two minutes of each half. But, no, they don't make the call of what the outcome is. They just make no, they, the call whether to review it or not. Exactly. I think they should make the call. Of, uh, they should be the ones who make the, the uh, call of the outcome because it's got to be a lot easier to be up there in a booth with multiple TVs to look at the different angles yeah. and stick your head under a hood when it's like, Eight degrees and snowing, and there's eighty thousand people yelling and screaming. Plus, how big is that screen in there? Thirteen inches at best. Yeah, yeah. I mean, for all we know, it's like a little kaleidoscope in there for half <laughs> the calls that come out wrong. Anyway, but you already know that I, I hate instant replay, and I think it should be done away with completely. Anyway, and just go with what's on the field. But, but that's just me. If that was the case, we would have lost a touchdown today. Yeah, but I think the calls. I think the calls would have come around in the long run. I just hate instant replay because it's supposed to get rid of the, hu- the human error factor, and it, yet it still doesn't. And it's a lot of it's because what I was saying, they, uh, the ego people don't like to right? be wrong, their whole ego thing. Yeah. Anyway. But instant replay should be cut. What do you <laughs> think about that, folks? If you think instant replay should be cut or not, or if you have any other questions or comments about this podcast, you can email us at... Uh, Redskins fan at harryhogfootball.com. That's H-A-R-R-Y hogfootball.com. Um, let me see. What else? Uh, also, dudes, we've got some tickets that are about to go on eBay for the Jaguars game. Uh, <laughs> we're just trying to get face value for them. Uh, if you need tickets, go in there and buy them because uh, we need to get rid of them because we're poor and uh, need to be able to afford the uh, podcast you know, and we got to get rid of these tickets that we can't use, unfortunately. Yeah, unfortunately, we can't make this game. We're going to the next one against the Titans, but we cannot make the Jaguars game. Um, so if you go on eBay and check it out, you'll uh, you'll see us. Our auctions can be uh, coming around sometime Monday evening. Okay, and our seats are in section four, we'll, uh, 436. But anyway, um, <laughs> what was I going to say here? Um, looking forward to next week, dude. This game, I don't think we can take it too, you know. We can't take it like, oh, man, now we're the cream of the crop because we whooped up on the Texans. Yeah, because, um, let's see, the Colts whooped on them last week, first of all, like 43-3 to or something like that, and the Colts just beat the Jaguars. We got to play the Jaguars, and we got to beat them too. The Jaguars are good. They're a lot higher quality team there. I do think this game was outstanding for the fact that we needed our morale boosted and we needed to get some of those things going. Absolutely. I think it, it was, was kind of like uh, last year when we played the 49ers mm-hmm. and we just whooped up on them. It was one of those games where you just needed all that. Uh, you just needed one of those games where you just scored a ton of points and had a kind of a good time. And this was kind of that game, mm-hmm. um, especially after losing the first two. But going into Jacksonville, it's a much harder team. Uh, very strong defense, good quarterback, some good young receivers. Um, if he's not injured, they have a good running back. Um, I mean, they're definitely the best team the Redskins are, are going to be facing at this point in the season so far. 
And we need the win, so dude. It's definitely Huge. a team that can go deep into the playoffs at this juncture already. At this point, it looks like if the Redskins can win next week, they would be two and two. It looks like Philadelphia is going to win this game up twenty-four to three. Yeah. So that'll make Philadelphia what? Three and one? No. What? So Philly would be two and one. The Giants, if they somehow score thirty-six unanswered, they'd be two and one. The Cowgirls are off this week. So it looks like the Giants are going to be one and two, like the, like the Redskins. Right. And it looks like Philadelphia is going to be two and one after today. Yeah, that's what's looking like. So yeah, we got to win next week, and hopefully Philly will lose, and then we'll be back up where we need to go. Got a tough schedule coming up. There aren't really many uh, there aren't really many easy games left. I mean, you can say that the Bucks or the Panthers are going to be easy, but I don't think by the time we get to them in November that they're going to be they're going to be uh, Rolling around and crying on the ground like little kids or anything. They're gonna be. They're gonna be good. I don't know. The people were saying the Panthers were gonna win the Super Bowl or go to it. Yeah, yeah. That was kind of the uh, the, the the big sexy pick. Everyone's like, oh, the Panthers are gonna be great. They're gonna win the Super Bowl. They almost made it last year. Um, you know, as far as I'm concerned, I don't see why the Seahawks can't win. Of course, if the Redskins don't go and win, go all the way and win, as, as, as of course we would always say. Mm-hmm. But uh, I think the, the front runners right now are definitely the Seahawks because they are just they're whooping up on the Giants. They're they're making the Giants they're they're little <laughs> beat you. Well, <laughs> um, how's it going, Eli? <laughs> also, dude. Um, yeah. Speaking of, people were like joking me. Especially this one punk at work was joking me about the Redskins losing to the Vikings, and I almost like took him out. Oh, they were joking you about the... I thought they were just joking you in general. No. And I was like, dude, he was like, you lost to the Vikings. <laughs> I was like, shut up, dude. <laughs> they're pre- I think they're going to be better than people thought. And they almost pulled off the game against the... Um, they almost beat the Bears. Today. Bears today. Almost. So they're 2-1. and one. They're almost 3-0. and oh, And uh, their other... Um, what was I going to say? Oh, back to... Uh, sorry, that's all I was going to say about that. And the other game that we lost to uh, Dallas, uh, they almost beat Jacksonville. I don't know. I still don't have a gauge on how good anyone is, really, in the league. I think the Giants kind of suck. I think the Eagles are a little bit better than maybe I thought. And I think the Cowboys suck. I think there's absolutely, if we have Sean Springs and Clinton Portis, I think there's no way they win that game. Yeah, I think it was just a bad time in the season. I don't know what's going to happen. I think it was a bad time in the season to play that game. Actually, yeah. in in Dallas with those injuries. Yeah. And um, speaking of injuries, uh, Joe Salavea was out today. I'm not sure what's wrong with him, but hopefully he'll be back next week because we need him. Although that I, Golston guy was kicking some butt. Number 64, the uh, the sixth round draft pick. Um, yeah, he got half a sack. He was credited with half a sack. The only sack on the day between him and Lamar Marshall. Um, he got half of that. And uh, Montgomery. And he got a fumble. And he got a fumble, yeah. And Montgomery, who was a, uh, what was he, the fifth round draft pick, he got some playing time. He's, he's looking, he's got 94 on it. He looks just like Dana Stubblefield from behind. Yeah, you were like, who is that, Dana Stubblefield? <laughs> Speaking of, that's another person that last week we were talking about the people we've gotten from San Francisco that have sucked, and that's another one that ended up a bust. Yeah, yeah, looking right now at, um, Andre Carter, who I don't think has shown up for any of the three games yet, 
except for the one time he had to walk off because someone poked him in his eye today. Um, Rump didn't have a horrible game, didn't have a great game. He got burned on a couple. And uh, who's that other one that we got from there? Oh, yeah, Brandon Lloyd, who should have had a touchdown, but he got screwed because the referees said he was down. Yeah, I think Brandon Lloyd's going to kick butt. I don't care what people say. I agree because you got to remember, even though the Redskins whipped up on the 49ers last year, he had, I believe, over 100 yards and a touchdown in that game against the Redskins, including one fantastic one-handed catch. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. ever since I saw him in that game, I was like, man, that dude is good. Dude, I was saying at the beginning of the game, and you're like, all right, this is the first win in two games. This is really the first win in seven games. Yeah, if you think about it. Eight yeah. games. If you go back to the playoff game last year. Uh-huh. It's been a long time since we've got a win. That's why we're so pumped about this one. Pretty pumped. Even though, even though it's the Texans, it's still, you got to get that first W somewhere. Mm-hmm. And, you know, my apologies to Mark Brunel, and he may suck again next week, but boy, did he, he had a record-setting performance today. Yeah, he pretty much shut us all up, didn't he, fans? Yeah, even me, even me, the guy who, who finally, when I finally uh, professed that I had lost faith in Brunel, being the last Riskin fan probably to say so, and then, well, there he is. I know. Hey, dude, it's <laughs> like those guys at the stadium, those old dudes that have season tickets for, like, years, and all they do is, like, complain about the team and then when they do the you know when the team does something good like score a touchdown that's the only time they shut up during the whole game (laughs) they don't cheer they just shut up while everyone else is cheering and kind of like look at each other like well they'll mess it up next time (laughs) that's kind of how everyone was with brunel now yeah truly i think everyone had written them off all the announcers on the pregame shows today um everyone was saying he should be out for this game or he should have been out already um some people say Campbell should be in. Some people, some people thought differently. It's, but you know, after today, we'll see if he can show up against uh, Jacksonville's very tough defense next week. Um, Jacksonville's you know defense hope shows up next week very well, as well as he did today. Even though he only had two punts, was Derek Frost. Mm-hmm. He's kicking the hell out of that ball. And John Hall, dude, he had that John forty-six Hall? yarder. He had a long field goal. He had all his extra points. Yeah, dude, solid. Yeah. And um, all around. All I'm saying is Jacksonville's not going to be letting us do that little underneath stuff all day. No, they're not. They have a lot of fast people on that defense, and they are tough. So we still haven't thrown a pass more than like 15 yards, as far as I'm concerned. We need Except to do that. For, well, they threw, Brunel did throw that one to Patton down the middle that he brought in. Oh yeah, I think that okay. was just at least 15. Yeah, that was one. Okay, so he's starting to open it up a little bit. <laughs> it was. It was actually 25 yards. Cool, cool. All right. So there's um, that. He has thrown a pass for 25 yards. All right, dudes, I haven't gotten it up on the slate yet. But right here in the podcast, if you look down at the uh, corner where they show the picture or on your iPod video or whatever you're looking at this on, is the picture of me in my Indian headdress that I'm decide, trying to decide if it's, co- <laughs> if it's cool enough to wear to a game or if it's cheesy. <laughs> So uh, you guys can look at it and go ahead and send us some email at redskinsfan at harryhogfootball.com and say, yes, wear it, or don't. Okay? And give any specific reasons that you think in the email as well. Yeah. And feel free to feel free to be candid. <laughs> but no hate mail to me, okay? No hate mail. <laughs> anyway, there that was. And I, I, I'm sad to report, dudes, that, um, well, first of all, here it is, here it is, Tom's oh, trivia. Yeah. 
Um, the only problem is I don't have a question, Tom, unless I lost your question or didn't get the email or whatever. I didn't get a question for this week. But then again, Tom probably figured that we were going to take a few days like normal to get the podcast up. Right, right. But now we're trying to get them done after each game that we can. So it's, it's you know, more pertinent. Um, but I did have a question I came up with when watching the game today. We could throw it up as the pseudo-Tom's trivia. Okay, but hold up, though. we got to give last week's answer first. Oh, right, right. So last week's answer, I don't, man, I don't have the sheet in front of me, but I remember partially the question. It was the youngest player... A, a, red, a current Redskins player that was the youngest player ever in the CFL. And the answer was, John, do you know it? Do you know it? I knew it. I knew it right off the bat because I'm a big fan of Mike Sellers. That's right, Mike Sellers. He was 19 years old. And congratulations to Speed Racer for the second week in a row being the first person to send in the answer. So that's two for Speed Racer, two for, um, who was the other dude? Brent. And zero for Danny. Danny, I mean, you're letting us down here. Man, Danny. You need to uh, come up. Danny's probably on the chat room right now going, where are you guys? <laughs> I know. You guys. Sorry, Danny. We're, uh, we, 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 we've had a little difficulty with Josh being off off in the mountains this weekend. So uh, we'll come back to that next week, hopefully, answering a lot of questions. Yep. So anyway, dudes. Uh, oh, so the question this week. Yes, yeah, so go ahead with your question. Watching the, uh, the football game today, they gave a, a very interesting stat. It was one that flashed up in a lot of games last year, especially near the end of the year when they finally started to run, decided to run the ball. And it was a stat that in Joe Gibbs' tenure, the first time and the second time around combined, the Redskins have only won one game where they have run the ball less than 20 times in that game. What game was it? Who did we play? And what, what, what was the date for that game? That is our pseudo-Tom trivia for this week. John, what's that noise in the background? I was just about to say, if you can hear that, it, my dog is about an hour past his meal time, and he's about to eat the cat, which is not necessarily a bad thing, but... It sounded like a baby crying or something. Yeah, he's, he's whining because he's hungry. Anyway, let's get this moving. Um, dudes, uh, get pumped for next week. Yeah. Bring out all your Redskins power to the stadium. If you can go, if you need tickets, let us know because we got them. And we need to get rid of them. And, uh, yeah, um, I think that's about it for this week, though, dude. Yeah, I think we should wrap it up. We kind of, we kind of, uh, podcast definitely had a different feel without, without Josh here for the second half. Mm-hmm. Um, a little, little, little different and a little bizarre, but uh, I guess we battled through it. We battled through it, dude, just like the Redskins are going to battle through and even up their record next week. Yeah, this is this is going to be the, the hardest game they've played so far. It's a 4, four o'clock game, 4.15 on CBS, those sideline reporters. Okay, Hi. cool. And, um, dudes, as always, if you see a Cowboys fan... I guess we got to joke them, even though we're, uh, we lost to them the first game. Joke them anyway. Tell them. At 11-5, or on November 5th, it's payback time. There's two reasons why you can always joke a Cowboys fan. One, they call themselves America's team, even though they didn't even come around until the late 60s. So who was America's team before <laughs> that? Two, they don't realize that the NFL existed before the Super Bowl. So when they go around talking about their five championships, they forget that the Redskins also have five championships that's right so anyway been around for a lot longer than the cowgirls 
So anyway, dudes, uh, I think that's gonna about, that's gonna end this podcast. Send us an email, redskinsfan at harryhogfootball.com. Um, if you feel like it, go on the iTunes and uh, give us a, uh, uh, what's it called? A review. Cause we need some more of those to up our, uh, uh, relevance. Cause apparently, um, the MSR guys who, uh, did a pretty good job on their podcast, they haven't done any for this season. But they still have like 100% relevance and we have like 20. So if you get a chance, go in there and give us a review. Hopefully a good one. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, we'll see you guys at the stadium. And hail to the Redskins. Hail to the Redskins. All right, John. Hail to the Redskins, said Josh. <laughs> All right, dude. I'll talk to you later. All right, dude. Bye-bye.